Thank you for your patience. Um, Dave, by the way, nice to see all these smiley faces. Welcome to the, to the place. I just wanted to review um, Ruth's message from last week. Uh, she, some of the, these are some of the high points in listening to her message that uh, I really picked out. She said, when we can't, he can. Life is better together. Be grateful where God has placed you. Love the sheep. Remain faithful in the little things. Make being a friend of God a priority. Because of God's favor, we should always see the grass greenest under our feet. I love that. I'll read that again. Because of God's favor, we should always see the grass greenest under our feet. When we left the farm in Hokianga and moved to the small block in Kirikiri, we brought uh, our pet sheep with us, a flock of pet sheep. And the um, sort of the, the boss hog of this flock of sheep was a, a ewe called Anne. And she was um, sort of stropulous and a bit different. And the, the one thing that used to be a real pain about the sheep was that you would put her with the little flock of sheep in one paddock, you, and the grass was, you know, like, good grass, and you'd come back the next day and she was in another paddock, or she was in, you know, the stream edge chewing up all the native plants. And believe it or not, her, one of the lambs she had did exactly the same thing. And so the moral of the story is stay in the paddock where you're put. And that, that's what I thought of when I read this, you know. We should always see. Human nature is to always look out there and think, oh, I haven't got enough. I should be there. I should be there. I want that. I haven't got that. And yet, you know, we need to be thankful for where God has put us. I was just, just a thought. Another thing she said was, do not lose sight of God's goodness. And the last thing that really caught me was, you will, you will not think straight dwelling on the negative. Focus on God's blessings. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to uh, face a challenge, to um, speak your word. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for all these beautiful people. I just ask, Father, that you would help me to communicate clearly and accurately uh, with a pure and honest heart. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. I'm just going to read you a couple of scriptures. And the first one is from James chapter 1, uh, verses to, does this thing up here count down or does it not do anything? Not today. Not today. Okay, cool. About an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kidding. He's just kidding. Okay, this is James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be a chance for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him. He will gladly tell you. And this is also Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For the, we know that they are good for us. They help us learn, to learn to endure, and endurance develops strength of character in us. So our core topic is thankful for the grind. And uh, the part of that James scripture that I wanted to emphasize today was endurance. Wrong one. 
the thing I wanted to talk on today was the word endurance. Usually when I do these sort of things and I put them up, um, I realise that I spelt the word wrong. But that's right again, endurance. Cool. First hurdle over with. Okay, here's a definition of endurance. Long-lasting, to stay the distance. To act with courage under hardship, to wait patiently, to remain to, remain to the end. Okay, this is our key definition of endurance, to stay the distance. Now, I just want to put out a bit of a, a, a disclaimer here, and it says we are not called to endure abuse, bullying, manipulation, or intimidation. We push back against these things. What we're talking about here today is it about enduring in our faith and our commitment to the kingdom of God. When we endure, we are aligning ourselves with the nature of God. Psalms 106 verse 1 says this, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercies endure forever. 1 Peter 1 verse 25 says this, The word of the Lord endures forever. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7, the famous love chapter says this, Love endures through every circumstance. So as we endure, we are actually falling in line with the nature of God. My um, father passed away probably 36 years ago now. I was in my um, mid-20s. My mum passed away nine years ago. So I had, a, had um, my mum was in Auckland. We were up here. So there was a lot of travelling. And, I, you know, I want to really honour my wife and all those that are involved in aged care because, boy, you know, for me, um, you know, it is a stretch. And going down and looking after my, um, my elderly mother, you know, there's nothing so humbling, excuse me for this, there's no, nothing so humbling as for cleaning up your mum's own poop off the floor, you know, been there, done that. Um, and I guess, you know, when it comes down to it, she did... She did that for me once, eh, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a scary thing. But the, the challenge of walking through those times with my mum was uh, really immense. I never really had the greatest relationship with my mum, and uh, she was a, I, I had an argument with her once. Um, I said to mum, you are a strong woman. I am not, she said. I am not a strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it was like. And just um, funny, as she got older, her memory started to go a bit. And um, so, you know, I used to go down and see her and you'd struggle for things to talk to her about. So I thought to myself, oh, you know, smart Alec, um, you know, I'd, talk, I'd tell her the same stories I told her last week. <laughs> and I visited her and, and I said, oh, mum, you know, that. she said, you told me that last week. And I thought, yeah, right, just catch her on a, on a, on a great day. And the thing it taught me was that when the challenges come, you've got to slow yourself down and you've got to walk through one at a time. And one step in front of the other, if you get too far ahead of yourself, um, you know, it's just history. And uh, Reuben actually shared a verse um, from Psalms 118, verse 24, just when he introed this, and he said, Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And boy, is that something we need to learn as we face our challenges. 
that you know you can't solve everything and I think one of the huge gifts of knowing the Lord is to learn how to be happy and at peace in every circumstances in all circumstances one of the things I ask myself what helps us endure this is my personal opinion and these points aren't in any specific order Um, a sense of calling one of Ruth's points was be grateful where God has placed you a sense of calling will establish you uh, you know, to be honest, there's been times um, in, um, in church when I've sort of felt like gapping it. And, but the bottom line for me, the Holy Spirit would always say, you know, Dave, you know, I told you to be here. And that's been a baseline for me. I've fallen back to that default point and from there gone forward. And that's no reflection on the church. It's just my eccentric personality and inability at times to handle different things, you know, and I sort of freak out, but that, that's just me, so, you know, but I'm still here, so. Uh, good. Yes, um, the best place to be is where God has placed you, the safest place on this hunk of rock as we fly through space at, I don't know how many zillion miles an hour, and all that is, the best place to be is where God has put you. I remind you of what Ruth said, the grass is greenest under my feet. If you're not sure where God wants you to be and you're nervous about it, serve where you are. Put your heart into where you are. It's easier for God to shape and direct a moving stone than somebody just uh, procrastinating and sitting on their hands. (laughs) Okay, another one is a desire to face my challenges and grow. It's an interesting thing about challenges, and you know, I, I promised my wife I'm not telling any, mar- any marriage stories uh, because that's got me into a, you know, a world of trouble before. But you know, <laughs> marriage is a challenge, you know, believe it or not. You know, when two people are together, you know, you fall in love but, um, you, and you get married and you, and you live together, and that, well, you know, it's a, you're in, you know, next level. Next level, getting on with each other, and, and, and that's a challenge. And the one thing that's really helped me is to see it not as a huge problem, but as a challenge for my character. I can see myself as I deal with things and my own issues that are pointed out to me, my own faults that are at times pointed out to me. I think, wow, you know what an awesome opportunity. You know? <laughs> what an awesome opportunity. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> no, for real. You know that, and that—that's—that's that's character growth, facing your challenges. You know that's what it's all about. Um, laziness and comfort can be our enemies. Can be our enemies. Godly habits. To always pray and read my Bible, and given time, the Holy Spirit always gets through to me. Um, you know, that, that might sound simple, but if you form godly habits in the good times, they will carry you through the bad. Yeah. Guarantee it. You'll have a default there that'll just click in because it's already a habit. And I'm sure a lot of victories are won not in the bad times, but in the good times when you don't have to. But you're doing it, you're putting those things, those habits into practice, and, and it cuts through. A desire to please God and not to take his grace for granted. To set an example for my children. You know, that's a big one for me. One of my children, of four children goes to church. The other three are sort of wandering around a bit. And I think, well, you know, I'm going to be steady in church. I'm going to go on for the Lord and be an example for them. And the last one, and this is not because it's the least, is to serve, serve God's people. And, you know, each of us are called to be leaders. And it's easy to be... Um, 
self-centered and selfish about these things, but the bottom line is the choices I make affect you. They do. You know, regardless of what you think of me, high, low, or in between, you know, the choices that each of us make just to be here, there is power in presence. There is power in each of you just being here, just being here in this house to be seen, to be part of it, to serve. That is a powerful thing, just being present. Um, The other key word that I've got that really helps with endurance is the word to abide, to abide, abide. Bit of an old Bible word, not thrown around um, too much nowadays, and I'll read you the definition of the word abide. Partnership, standing with a stronger friend, I love that, to remain beside, to continue near. So the key definition of abide is to be standing with a stronger friend. And I've got some ways you can do that. This can be mean, mean keeping our relationship strong with Jesus. It can mean being committed to church and being part of a life group. Serving on a church team, keeping good friendships, and being a good friend. Being a good friend. You know, all this stuff, um, you know, can be theoretical, but when the poo hits the fan, um, you know, there is challenges in life out there, as Louise shared one um, this morning, that can really affect you. Um, I've been an outdoorsy person all my life. I've worked outdoors. Um, one of my passions has been hiking, um, taking kids into the Waipur and and Matarau and Waimaa State Forests. I've done that for, you know, now I'm 35 years. Um, been directionally challenged a lot, got into problems at times, but never been late coming out. And I've always said to Glennis, you know, you give us 24 hours grace if I'm supposed to be out on Sunday afternoon, don't start calling the police until Monday afternoon. That's got me out of a bit of strife from time to time, but never anybody being hurt. About nine years ago, um, through the grace of God, I got involved, with, uh, had the opportunity to get involved with commercial sea kayaking. Never kayaked really before, um, and so I took on an apprenticeship with a, an older guy, Canadian-American guy in, in the Bay of Islands and out of coast, and that business was bought out um, a couple of years ago by a young couple, and I came as baggage with that. Um, done training and done a lot of trips now, you know, hundreds of people, tourists, Americans, Australians and all that in the Bay of Islands, out of coast, and things like that. And people have said to me, Dave, the longer you're involved in the outdoors, sooner or later, something's going to go wrong. And on the 20th of December, 2018, uh, we were on a um, commercial trip um, in behind Tarpeka Point. We'd gone there because of um, 20 knot um, southwesterly winds and got there for a bit of shelter. We had uh, 13 13 people with us, three guides, and a lady died um, on this trip. Um, very short trip, one of the shortest trips we've ever done, probably paddling two kilometres, um, and a lady died. I'm not going to tell you the bits and pieces of it. Don't come up and ask me afterwards because it's, it's still subject to a, a work-safe investigation. Um, it was a traumatic experience um, to go through, and uh, you know this family had their mother, grandmother, auntie um, pass away. And um, she went on a friendly, happy trip 
and um, passed on and they had a tangi over Christmas and um, you know for my part of it I ended up towing in my own kayak was partly flooded trying to help things towing two empty kayaks 20 knot wind um, and just in shock um, Coast Guard ended up late that night giving statements in the Paia police station. Um, traumatic experience, traumatic experience. A young couple I worked for were distraught. They weren't going to kayak again. They were going to close the business down, never going to happen again. And it just, you know, you think about meeting your challenges. And for me, I thought that's the last time I'm taking paying customers kayaking full stop. And, uh, you know, we worked worked through the process together and the self-criticism cuts in and the what-ifs and I could have done this better and the, the whole mind starts to implode on itself. First time in my life I've had um, a counsellor ringing me up asking if I was okay. And, you know, sort of the tough guy thing, you know, I can, you know, I can do this and it's a pretty freaky experience and, and you know, I, I stood with this young couple and um, did all the work safe interviews and all this with them, but the memories, the pictures still coming back of this lady's body on the back of this kayak and a possible situation trying to do our best. And it affected my life. Um, coming along here to preach, you know, all confidence gone, you know, you'd be up here just a mess, just shaking. Just just affected your life and you had to pull it together and you had to put into practice. Um, some of these things, and, and mercifully what happened was there was a school trip booked, and the guy I worked for didn't want to let the school down, so the kayak trips went ahead, and it spun up and spun up, and I wasn't at church last week because I had nine people going around Motokawanui Islands in the Cavallis and um, kayaking up there, and, and just the way that challenge and the circumstances changed my life was impacting. And the stress levels now when you go out making judgment calls about weather and who can do what and, and all that, it's, it's, it's traumatising. But I, I want to tell you now, you know, that um, some of the WorkSafe people are ex-policemen. One of these ex-policemen said to us, you know, you mightn't think it now, but you're going to be better for that experience. You're going to be a better kayaker. You're going to be a better leader. You're going to cope more with stressful, life-threatening situations just because of that experience. And I just want to tell you this, that if, if you, you know, if we had given up, you know, there's not that many kayaking businesses, or, well, there's none in the Bay of Islands, that, that, to my knowledge, recently that have lost people and died. And, and, and it puts us in a, in a different situation. We did a rescue training um, session the other week, actually took my youngest son along, and he was our crash dummy. And, you know, in the surf, in rocks, in the dangerous situations, because you've got to practice real, and there's my boy lying face down in the water, pretending to be dead. And, you know, the flashbacks, you know, the whole thing, suddenly the guy, young guy I worked for, you know, he, we're just sort of freaked out, you know, because it brings it all back. And, and that's what life does. But, you know, Jesus is more powerful. And, and I want to tell you this, that the word that isn't up there that is the most powerful of all is grace. Yeah. Is grace. And the Bible tells us that our faith to God is more precious than gold. More precious than gold. So we need to take on these challenges. We need to face them with Christ. We need to move forward. We need to not give up 
because our faith is precious and it's important for us, it's important for our children, it's important for everybody else involved in the kingdom of God. His heart is towards us and he has endured and he has been steadfast and he has been full of grace for us. So we need to reflect that back to him. At the end of the day, all we can do is look to him and trust him. And he is able and willing to help us. Father, I just thank you for um, big challenges. I thank you for life. I thank you for faith that is real and gritty and not just theoretical. I thank you, Father, for the awesome challenges that have come to us in life and each of us. I thank you, Father, for the way that you just hold us in your hand, for the way you grow us, the way you are eternally stand in awe of that in the name of Jesus. And just while your eyes are closed, I, um, I really felt this morning um, there's some people here that have, have faced and are facing big challenges, especially in the area of family and family reconciliation. So, you know, I'd, I'd really like to, um, you know, while the worship team is um, worshipping, I'd really like you to um, come forward for, for prayer, if that's you, um, and we will pray for you. Um, but uh, thank you very much for listening to me. appreciate that, and, and God bless you.